welcome to episode 12 of Slytanic Vercast, the internet's only comprehensive chronological retrospective of the world's greatest thrash metal band, the mighty Slayer. Most weeks, we dissect a track from their back catalogue by playing through the song, analysing the lyrics and giving a final appraisal. I'm Mo from France and to my west, broadcasting from Albury High Street, it's Dr. Lee Quessence. How you doing, Doc? I'm very, very well. Um, I am unabashedly speaking a little more loudly than normal mm-hmm. because there's no one around to hear me. Good. Now, you've been to some um, foul and dank places in your time, Doc, but this is a new low even for you. Explain yourself, sir. Um, well, to do that, um, I'll have to backtrack a little bit and uh, explain uh, because before one plums the depths of Albury, one mm-hmm. must first plumb the depths of West Bromwich. <laughs> um, boing, boing. Continue. And indeed, um, someday um, I shall share the story with you, which I didn't witness for myself, um, but I heard from numerous people who did witness it, um, of the day that Baggy Bird had a stand-up fight with Wolfie. Um, Oh, as a black country boy, I feel so proud. (laughs) (laughs) It's things like that that make you proud, isn't it? Of course. Um, So, those who know will realise that the junction of the M5 and the M6 are very, very close to Albury. Um, And I had it on good authority that there'd been a injury, human injury free, but relatively serious accident, um, which involved tanker of slaughterhouse waste and a refrigerated truck of beef both toppling off the junction and landing somewhere adjacent to Albury High Street. Now you would assume wouldn't you that especially with my newly grafted nose I would be able to orient myself to the site of the the ground zero of this incident by smell alone. Sure. In Albury, in Albury not a chance. There is no life that I can see. There is olfactory evidence mm. of life. Mm. Or perhaps I should say, what once was living. <laughs> what, what, what once lived. I think when that, ac- when that accident occurred, um, you know, uh, in most places, that would be some kind of carnal, horrific, disgusting, gut-drenched nightmare. But in Oldbury to them they've never they've never eaten so well have they you know they're better than farm foods that's for sure <laughs> or wavy line <laughs> um, <laughs> i've been prowling around for the better part of an hour trying to find the impact zone mm. and there's no evidence of it at all it's Christ. been collected oh god it's already gone yeah the the, the, the rumors there are true no rotting the rumours are true. The rumours yeah. are absolutely um, true. There's no and no slaughterhouse leavings off for me no. to harvest for my inhuman experiments. No, no. Wasted it, it, journey. What a total waste of time. My heart goes out to you, Doc. Um, if only you could have found one, slopped on the side of the road. But, you know, never mind. It's a bit different this week, Doc. This week, we are going to oh. smash the format. We are destroying the fourth wall. We are making mincemeat of our mise-en-scene. Um, that's right. We've made absolutely no effort 
to do any kind of preparation. I'm going off peace, Doc. May the avalanches forgive me. Um, don't forget to contact us on Twitter at Vercast or on email at slaytanicvercast at gmail.com. So here's how it's going to work. Um, over the last 10 weeks, we have listened to 10 Slayer tracks. Have we not, good doctor? Yes, we have. And we've enjoyed nine of them. Yes. Um, and so I thought today it would be fun to listen to those same 10 tracks again in album order performed by different artists. So this is a cover what version a special. I think, with, the, with, with a couple of notable exceptions, we don't have to worry too much about copyright strikes here, um, because a, a lot of these bands are so obscure. Here's a curious thing, though, Doc. In order to, you know, to, 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 to obtain these files, um, I had to delve into the bowels of YouTube um, and, you know, type in Slayer, Evil Has No Boundaries cover version. Now, the problem with that is the first 30 or 40 are some fucking Johnny No Marks playing Evil Has No Boundaries in their bedroom. Fair enough. You know, no problem. We've all been there. I assume there's also lots and lots of people doing tutorials on how to play Evil Has No Boundaries. Exactly. So we have, so we have a bunch of stuff, which is not really a band, but they tag it and title it as cover version. So, you know, the rule that I employed was the first, what I considered to be, now, my, my you know, my rules, my gaff, anybody listening not happy with it, go and do your own fucking Slayer podcast, you know, and you can make the fucking rules. My, you know, first one that I found that I considered to be a legitimate band playing a cover version of that song. That's the one I went with. I'm happy with nine out of the ten. And the tenth one will become self-evident. Should, should we dive in and we'll just see how it goes? Yes, let's. from a compilation album called Gateways to Hell 2, a tribute to Slayer. Um, now, I must be honest, four of the tracks we're going to listen to tonight are from the same compilation. Any, any, any initial thoughts, Doc? 
conversions of metal songs by metal bands are always curious beasts to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get this out of the way early, uh, so I don't have to say it once. Um, and they're curious beasts because I never know what to expect and I never know how to take what I get. If you catch me in a good mood, um, I'm happy with a metal band covering a metal track um, in their own style or in a completely new style. Catch me in a bad mood um, and I end up grumpy because I always think to myself, well, if you're going to play a Slayer track, but you're not going to play it in the style of Slayer, why even bother? Why not make a new track in your own style? Mm -hmm. Or if it is in their style and I'm in a bad mood, I'll end up grumpy uh, because I'll just end up going, well, fine, all you've done is a perfectly authentic version of a, of, of a trap that already existed in a perfectly good form. Why did you even do that? What's the point, um, basically? What's the point? Let's press on. We've got ten tracks to get through. Satan, the master in evil mayhem, guide us with every first step. Arrests are glowing with power and fury, so there'll be nothing that's left. Probably heard enough of that one, haven't we? To be honest, to get to get a really good sense of it. Sure. Um, three comments. Um, I love the bit in the chorus <laughs> where, as far as I can tell, the words he spoke were "evil." <laughs> yeah, there's a nice gurgle as well. I detected a definite gurgle at some point, which I really enjoyed. There was. <laughs> yeah, there was a definite gurgle. Now. If anyone, including the members of the band, are out there and they happen to know for a fact that the words he spoke were not evil, I don't want to know. No, we, we don't care. I'm happy, spend- I'm happy spending the rest of my life imagining that there is a version of this song exists out there somewhere where the second chorus begins with someone going, evil, <laughs> and then a fantastic... <laughs> I quite enjoyed um, it, Doc. I must be honest. I thought I thought it was good I, fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got fantastic clicky typewriter keys, double bass drumming on it. Um, it's got gurgling on it. Mm-hmm. It's got ridiculous solos. It's basically got all of all of that stuff that we love. If you can't approach a track like that with a big silly grin on your face and a spirit of fun, then you've probably picked the wrong time to be doing this. Should we move on to track two, which, if memory serves correctly, is The Antichrist. Now, this is one of the ones where we have to be, I think, a little bit delicate with copyright strikes, so we'll we'll pause it more frequently, because this is performed by none other than the mighty Dissection. Here we go. They've kept it pretty um, authentic, I would say, so far. If anything, it's faster. What do you think? Yeah, so um, 
I'm in a good mood this evening, so I'm 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 not sort of particularly in a mood to be picking grumps with anything. Yep. This would be a textbook example of a band deviating from their own style and slavishly copying the original. Mm -hmm. um, in the case of dissection, I don't mind because I don't think anyone could possibly have any doubt that a dissection can play their instruments. Sure. B dissection can write original material mm -hmm. um, and see that dissection have their own sound. I think um, if you've written so, Storm of the Lights, uh -huh. Bane, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, if you've written the first half minutes of Where Dead Angels Lie, oh, you've man. demonstrated more than enough to me that you can play your instruments and you have an imagination and you have your own sound. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, my friends, um, yeah, by all means, um, if you want to have fun um, and do an authentic, um, by the book, reproduction of a Slayer track, go ahead. Uh, it's a little bit faster. Um, mm -hmm. I'm enjoying say the extra speed and the vocal delivery of Mr. John I want to say Nodveld but I could be wrong about that um, makes it more I'm, I'm going to invent an adjective here Doc more antichristy what do you think? Yeah um, two points here um, I can say this and no one will believe me now that you've told me but I, I think if you hadn't told me, I could have identified that as dissection. Mm. There's a very specific guitar sound, you know the one, mm -hmm. that they only seem to use on the parts where they play open chords. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's not quite death metal distortion. It's another kind of distortion, and it's got another effect, which I believe is chorus, mm -hmm. mixed in with it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's an effect that dissection use sometimes, not all the time, uh, but I can't think of any band who've got that particular sound. And I'm going to have to reverse myself from what I said earlier on. Um, I don't think it is a slavish cover. I think you can tell it's dissection. And I think, just as you said, they're actually making it sound more evil. Yeah, yeah. 666. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> section i think this is better than the original version um yeah objectively yes mm. um i mean it's uh, it is faster it does sound more evil mm -hmm. um it's 
it's got the bits of the dissection sound in it that I really like, including the vocals. Yeah. Um, There's some kind of weird phase as well on the guitar. You were talking about like the, the, that, that kind of uniquely dissection sound. I always think there's a little bit, just like a, like 10% of phase on the guitar somewhere, which makes them, which makes dissection sound like, it, it's, it's possible I'm wrong, but, but, but I always think it. I know what you mean. Um, I'm not, um, not being a guitar player, um, I'm not prepared to stick my neck out any further and uh, identify, try to identify what I think the effect is. Mm, mm. Um, if you say it's phase... Um, I'm no expert. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm, I, I am no expert, you know. It's, it's my that. instinct. After we listen to the next little bit, um, I'm going to advance a theory on covers of metal songs by metal bands. We're all I bet you can't on, wait for that, can We're we? all on Tentog stock. <laughs> for us right covers of metal bands um by metal bands are the same as remake movies mm -hmm. um any remake of any movie is justified if it can do something such as take advantage of some newly won freedom from censorship some new effect mm -hmm. some new political or social climate in other words if it can take the spirit of the original and do something which the age of the remake um, can take full advantage of. I don't even care if it improves the original or if it's better than the original. As far as I'm concerned, the justification for a remake existing must be that it takes advantage of something new that's mm -hmm. come along since. Um, and I'm going to apply that general um, convention, that general rule of thumb, to the practice of metal bands covering metal songs. If you want to do it for fun, um, naturally that's just fine. We all play songs for fun. Um, in, it case, in this case, it takes an original song, which is a great song and we both enjoyed, and it does three extra things to it. It adds um, death metal vocals of a kind that didn't exist when the original song was written. Sure. It adds production values that weren't available to Slayer when they made the original song. Mm -hmm. And it adds innovation in the sound of metal guitar, um, which is a function of it being 10 or 15 or 20, or goodness knows how many years later than the of original course. was made. Yeah. Um, so um, I not only like it from a gut personal point of view, um, but I think it does something with the song um, that for three reasons, would not have been possible when the original song was recorded and, there, and thereby justifies itself. I remember playing a gig. Our support band was um, a Kill Switch Engage sound-alike band, and they covered a Kill Switch Engage song. I thought to myself, what's the fucking point? 
Put your guitars away, boys. You're a waste of space. I am the good fun i would say i've thoroughly enjoyed that day. absolutely yeah brilliant let's dive straight in time time is our enemy tonight we've got 10 songs to get through next up we have die by the sword by wolf People listening can't see what I can see, which is Dr. Liquescence absolutely pissing himself over the name Wolf. Duck, because I, I am. I must be honest. This is one of the the bands that I, that I did know previously. I have never even heard of Wolf, <laughs> but <laughs> but I've got this to say. Do you remember that I have speculated about how I could occasionally wish for a parallel universe in which the Slayer that did not continue after the first album mm-hmm. continued? I think this song by this band is a bit of sideways slippage sure a bit of cross-dimensional slip from that parallel universe sure a bit and of leakage i can't help yeah and i can't help but imagine how great that parallel universe would be if slayer had become a monstrous influence on mm-hmm. la hair metal Sure. Now, Wolf are, I think that's, you know, I've, I've researched none of this stuff, Doc. You know, this is all, I'm pulling it from my from my hairy arsehole. I think they're Swedish. They are kind of Judas Priest worshippers, effectively. Um, their iconography is spectacular. And, you know, obviously we, we're an audio format, but honestly, anybody listening to this, you must go and check out their, their logos and album covers. Magnificent stuff. Let's proceed. <laughs> I think they really fucked that transition up. 
I think that is so overproduced, it kills all of the impetus that the original has. I think it's really poor, actually. I'm just blinded by images of Chuck Norris killing shady foreigners. <laughs> That's all I can think of while that track is playing. But to There's be- a hijacked aeroplane. There's a hijacked aeroplane full of shifty foreigners with moustaches mm. and greasy black nylon bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Norris has got a Mac 10 in each hand and an RPG launcher over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he has taken them out. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, that's what um, you think about all the time anyway. Like it, Doc. I've heard enough. How about you? Um, <clears throat> I've heard enough, mm. um, but I thought that was stupidly good fun. Did you? Um, you enjoyed it, yeah. Being, being Swedish, I know mm. it was probably made in about the year 2011 or something. Mm. But um, you keep talking. I, you keep you that... keep talking, Doc. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up as as we chat on the fly. Um, one of those things that listens listening to it and i just want to know why the real actual 1980s didn't sound more like that because they should have done and if they had have done um even the mainstream of the 1980s would have been fantastic it's um, a big sound isn't it they've got a, they've no... got a massive sound that they are swedish yes oh, their lyrical themes by the way insanity evil and occultism which is great <laughs> And a co- because uh, uh, they, they, they all need to be listed because those are three completely parallel topics uh, that never that, that they, they exist in parallel and they never have anything to do with each other. No, there's no crossover at all. Occultism and evil and insanity and insanity. I didn't like it. I didn't like his voice. I thought it rendered. I, I thought it stripped away any of the power. I, I, I think Wolf were a fine band in their own right. I just didn't think his voice fitted that song in the slightest. The tran- that transition into it's that absolutely- killer riff that you know the, in, in the original is absolutely awesome. I thought it was destroyed. I just, I just didn't think it was a very it's good cover version. Crap. It's absolute crap. Mm. Um, it's a huge pile of festering human sewage but it's one of those songs which catch me in the right mood at the right moment um and make me think of terrible direct-to-video 80s action films and it's got me i understand let's move on fight till death by black witchery
the second of this evening's um, opuses from the Gateways to Hell 2, a tribute to Slayer compilation. It's rather good, isn't it? You know, it, it, it absolutely captures like the 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 full the full ahead assault of the of the original and the gurgling vo the, the, the gurgling vocals, perfectly fine by me. And um, it fills in another gap for me, which is, um, as I understand it, um, early Slayer was one of the very very few acceptable influences for. Uh, true original second wave Norwegian black metal mm, mm. Um, and I think that track illustrates why sure It's so kind of crisp. Um, it, it, it's, it's fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. Go on, Doc. I, I, um, I cut yeah, off on continue, continue your point, sir. No, it's all right. Apart from the production, uh, which is much, much better, I can really, really see that is a hair's breadth away from being off um, Death Crush or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's go on. I mean, we, we've probably heard enough of that, but it is clear, you know, we can see that Slayer were nice and black metal, weren't they? You know, the influence is, is absolutely stark. Definitely. Um, I really like the, um, the anecdote. Um, and I don't know how true this is. I've heard it from a couple of different places um, that Bathory um, only have the vocal style they have because they, they, they were planning on recording a, a or Cawthorn um, was planning on recording an album that was much more straight up Slayer like than mm -hmm. he ended up with. But he got very cheap rent on a studio because it was being decorated at the time and the fumes from the paint stripper um, <laughs> were what were responsible for the the the, the Bathory vocal style and therefore the um, the primitive black metal vocal style. I mean, I, I desperately hope that's um, true. It, it it sounds a bit um, you know it, apocryphal, but but I desperately hope that that's true. Um, are you ready for the next one? Now this is Metal Storm Face of Slayer. I seem to remember that both me and you thought this was a, an absolute cracker. Shall we see what the chasm make of it?
that lead line's getting a bit lost in the mix, isn't it, really? Um, somewhere in the background. Got to see what they're doing. They're kind of deepening, you know, because the, the chasm, I, I know the chasm. The chasm are a, are a Mexican death metal band of some repute. Um, so I was expecting this to oh, be pretty good. Okay. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, it, it sounds perfectly fine to me, but I'm a bit disappointed by that loss of that lead line. In fact, I... I... I'm struggling a bit for much original comment on this. Mm. Um, I mean, it sounds a lot like the original. Let's let's press on. If you've got nothing to say, Doc, let's move on. Exactly what I expected expected it to be, which is kind of you know a, a really accomplished death metal band doing a really accomplished cover of a really accomplished song. Sure, um, I mean, does does the world need to have this in it? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose you're right. It, 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 is there any point to it? Probably not. I quite like it. Have you had enough? Um, we can carry on listening to it if you want. I mean, the, um, the only thing I can really say is, sounds good to me, but then it did the first time. I tell you what, let's move on to the next track. Now, this one's a, a bit of a curio. The reason is, I could not find a legitimate cover version of this next song, which surprised the hell out of me, given that it is the imperious black magic Um what do you make of that, Doc? Why, why can't I find like another band doing a cover? Is it because it is just so fucking brilliant? Other bands kind of walk away scared. We can't touch that. We're not going to make it better. Um, you've got to have a pair between your legs, haven't you? Mm. Um, to, to, to even try. Um, it's sort of... It's... I feel as though it should be more obvious to more people to realise when they're attempting to improve upon perfection. Sure. Um, it doesn't occur to most people, which is why 99% of cover tracks in the world ever are shit. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, that, you so, know, I could not find a, you know, what I would call a proper band doing a proper cover version of this song. This is <coughs> the nearest I could find. This is Metallica playing a little excerpt on one of their gigs. Huh. Yeah. How about Slayer? Yeah, I like Sailor, huh? And that's the end of it, really. That's it. 
Um, it's a bit of a gag in a way. Lars Ulrich fucks up the stops. I mean, let, 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 let's get that, let's, let, let's get that out of the way first of all. Um, but but it, 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 it's in this period where Metallica did this weird thing where they would take the piss out of other bands, basically. That's a little gag where they'll play the music and then James is about to start singing and then they stop. And it's kind of like, because the, the vocals he would have to deliver are so terrible, he's not capable of it, seems to be the message. Um, I don't really get it. You know, Metallica, aren't you big enough, guys? You know, they did the same thing with Maiden, didn't they? They did that piss take of Run to the Hills, man. I don't really get it, man. You, you know, anyway, let's move on. Um, next track, unless you have something to say, Doc, I don't want to uh, step on your toes, my darling. Look, this will wait for another episode because I can think of a point that we're coming up to uh, in a little while where it will be relevant. Um, in a future episode, I'm going to ask you to narrate a little um, what the relationship was like between Slayer and Metallica. Mm. Um, mm. Between, I guess, the, 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 undispu um, the undisputed kings um, and the mighty princes sure. of West Coast metal at that sure. particular time. Sure. Um, and... But there's, there's a very specific point du it, during a very specific album that I want to ask you that question, so I'm not going to ask it to you now. Tonight is not the night. Tonight is covers night. Now, next up, yeah. we have Tormenta by the fabulously monikered Biotoxic Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that one, Doc. Here we go. Absolutely. <laughs> performance as i'm sure you can tell i have to say these particular greek fellows are doing a sterling job um yeah so many things to say about this mm. um i know um it's almost a running joke um how much i like really really terrible production mm. i loved the production on that i thought sure. it was fantastic mm -hmm. um it was a lousy production but <clears throat> it was lousy in a way that preserved atmosphere um, and brought something out in the song that I'd never noticed before. I don't know whether it's because they're Mediterranean fellows, possibly drawing on some of their own musical traditions, but it sounded to me to have a distinct Greek, maybe even Middle Eastern, vaguely folk element to the rhythms in the vocals. Oh, very Was interesting. I imagining that, or do you know well, what I mean? I didn't detect it, but I wouldn't call you a liar, Doc. 
you know uh, that's obviously their that's their that's their root that's their origin you're picking up on it who, who, who am I to tell you that you're wrong you know <laughs> Sounds like a cracking gig, doesn't it, to me? It really brings back kind of nostalgic vibes to me. Just to me, it's just you know, like a like a great gig down at Eddie's or JB's or something like that. You know, just really kind of warm, Absolutely. vibrant. You know, a band having having a great time. They, they, they've got pre- I'm fortunate. I recommend actually anybody listening to this go to YouTube, type in the, the type in the band name. Biotoxic warfare, <laughs> tormentor, slayer cover, and actually watch the video. This is just four guys, four guys, maybe five. No, five guys actually, five guys just having the time of their fucking lives, thrashing out to their favourite band. Clearly, oh, absolutely. Um, you can't ever separate things that you like from enjoyable experiences that you've had. And one of the reasons I've got such affection for that. I don't even want to call it production style, that recording way of doing things, um, is so many of the best times in my life have sounded exactly like that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to try to hum the vocal melody that I believe I can pick out. I, I believed I could pick out because I think it went something like da 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 and that was what I, I think I was getting at something vaguely Eastern European inflected maybe oh. Turkish maybe Armenian mm-hmm. and I think it's inescapable that when you belong to an ethnic group or you come from a country which is not um, northwestern northern Western Europe or the United States of America mm-hmm. um, your own cultural and traditions are, are going to leak into the music that you play whether you want them to or not of course um, the songs you grew up listening to the nursery rhymes uh, all the songs you got forced through singing in school they're going to leak out into whatever it is that you try and play and I really really love it when you get intentional or unintentional stuff like that happening I find it so much more effective than people who decide to play ethnically inflected versions of some other kind of music. Sure. It's why Theopolis the Clown was always my favourite clown as a young boy. I think we've, we've probably had enough of that. Absolutely great. But, you know, t- time is our enemy, as we've said. But I thought they were absolutely fabulous. Biotoxic Warfare. I recommend them. A great name, too. Next up, 
of course, we have our least favourite from the uh, original Slayer canon. So I wonder what we're going to make of Aggression's version. The final collapse! <laughs> I'm getting this. I'm getting the throat slit emotions from, from the good doctor here. Now, here's the thing, Doc. You can't polish a turd, can you? Um, for the first seven seconds, um, I loved it. Mm. Um, I heard the horrible, spindly um, compass point down the back of the eyeball guitar sound. I heard the feedback. Um, I heard the soggy cardboard box being hit with a sock full of pennies drum sound and i thought um this is some horrible horrible sounding um artier than thou underground some bunch of talentless no marks um it sounds like something i would have done um with the band i was in at age 17 or something like that mm -hmm. uh, and i think i'm going to really enjoy this and then it turned into something that sounded like the final command by Slayer and I, my, my, my interest in breathing, my interest in breathing very rapidly ended away. Well, very interesting. Um, I had a similar experience, really. Um, I thought, I thought, well, I mean, by Christ, at least we've got some bottom end here. At least I can hear some bass and there's some kind of chunk on the drums. Yeah. But then when it gets into that main riff, I mean, that main riff is just so terrible. It's it's unsalvageable, isn't it, really? There's nothing you can do. No, I, I mean, the components of that song, it's interesting. Um, we speculated what that song is doing on that album. Mm. Um, I think it's, um, it's a sacrificial pyre. I think it's a ritual burning of all of the horrible bits that Slayer came out with when they were putting that album together, mm -hmm. because any single component from that song will ruin another song. Mm -hmm. Now, I have um, to ask the question, so, why would a band called Aggression choose that song? Of all the Slayer material, why would they choose that song as the one that they choose to cover? Now, let me tell you, I can see something you can't, Dr. The Questions. The, 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 the poster for this track says live 1986. So I have to imagine by, by this time they've heard Hello Wakes. They probably haven't heard Raining Blood because that doesn't come out until December 86, I don't think. So, you know, so, you know, so they've got the whole of Show No Mercy, the whole of Hello Wakes to choose from, and that's the track they choose to fucking cover. I don't, does not compute, computer says no. Obviously, I have no way of knowing. I can think of two reasons why they might. Um, there is a challenge, isn't there, in rehabilitating the absolutely irredeemable. Mm. Well, that's, that's a good um, point. That's a good point. I don't suppose it was unusual at all for Thrash Bounds to play a Slayer cover mm -hmm. um, in these days. 
um, the challenge would be if you wanted to get some attention, um, if you could somehow do something to make a good track out of that festering pile of turds, mm. um, I can imagine what would perversely draw you to that challenge. Um, it's the same reason that people push peeled uh, chili peppers into their anuses. Sure. Mm. Which, coincidentally, um, I did earlier this afternoon. We don't need to hit, listen to any more of that, do we, to be honest? Should we move on to, to the next tune? Please, God, yes. Yeah. So here we have Vor, the brilliantly named Vor, V-O-O-R, Vor, covering <laughs> cryonics. Try bikes. Once again, I love it. I absolutely mm. love it. Um, love the original. Wouldn't want to have heard a straight aping of it. If the track previous to the last one um, sounded like um, some of my best experiences of seeing live bands, what that sounds like is the kind of tapes that used to get traded um, on the scene mm-hmm. when the way in which you got your band known um, was to hand out tapes and not merely permit people to copy them, but encourage people to, to copy them. Sure. Because the attention was more important than anything else at that point. By the time I was so far down the trading chain that by the time I got anything, it sounded like that because mm. it had been dubbed on very, very cheap recording equipment. Mm. Anything up to half a dozen, eight, nine times. And you get that gorgeous phase, that, that unintentional yeah. phasing, yeah. which is the result of the... Um, the, the, the tape sliding about on the recording head of the cheap mm-hmm. cassette recorder. Mm. But, but I, I, I think these guys are phasing it deliberately. I think, I think that's their intent. Um, I think the reverb on the vocals um, is intentional. Mm. And um, that's another classic thing to do on underground demos. Because what you would do is plug the microphone directly into the reverb circuit that normally came as part of your Laney combo. Um, reverb on vocals um, was a easy and inexpensive and oft employed trick or production technique um, on four track underground demos because point number one, it could disguise the fact that the vocals you were recording were terrible. Mm. Point number two, it could cover up the fact that you were inevitably recording them in the, the toilet, which was the only room in the house you could soundproof properly mm. <laughs> and which had natural echo anyway. And thirdly, it was easily achieved because what you could do is run the microphone cable through the tiny, tinny spring reverb circuit 
that you always had as part of your Laney combo. Do, do you remember those? Well, I, I mean, I certainly remember. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if you, you, your invocation of the name Laney makes me shudder with absolute delight. Um, I think this is my favourite of, of, of the bunch so far. Should we, should we see what they do in the next 30 seconds or so? Yes, please. <laughs> These guys are absolutely knocking it out of the park. This is fabulous. I love it too. So while we were away listening, I, I did a little bit of background research there, Doc, on the fly. So it turns out Vaux are, are still a currently active band from Canada. Um, they've got one full-length release out, which was in 2017, called Back From Oblivion. And <clears throat> this particular version of uh, Chronics by Slayer comes from a compilation in 2010 um, called, brilliant, quite brilliantly, Evil Metal. <laughs> You've so got to promise me. You've got to promise me that isn't just an album name. You've got to promise me that's an official genre. Well, evil metal it, it should be it certainly should be shouldn't yeah. it? i mean their, their lyrical themes just just for the record we, we you know we, we like to catalog these things um evil darkness and death um they sound what about more insanity <laughs> no insanity for war no they, no they don't touch on that and what about the what about the occult <laughs> no no did get your occult and stick it up your ass. Not for Vaux. Um, no, obvi and obviously, obviously, there's no crossover. Um, absolutely fabulous, I think. I want to. I want to listen to the end of it. How about you, Doc? Oh, definitely. my heart because I think the guitarist can't quite play the riff correctly I think it's just a bit too difficult for him and 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 so what he's yes. done is he has brilliantly kind of rendered it down into a much more simplified form that just works it works equally as well god bless you Vor my new favorite band um it goes along with a lot of lo-fi stuff doesn't it um it's kind of one of the reasons that I always stick up for lo-fi production, or if you like, I stick up for bad production, because it covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. A better production on that track would have shown up the limitations of the guitarist and would have mm -hmm. ruined a lot. Through the fuzz, 
and the Merc. Um, honestly, I think it's an album or as we hope a genre, which justifies <laughs> the name. Because I think the mixture of the, I won't say incompetence, but the slight inexperience um, and the horrible, well, the, the, the poor production actually makes it sound more evil. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sounds like one of my old solos, Doc. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, no, I, it's um, just got that um, underground spirit and underground sense of production values and musical competence, which I absolutely love. I'm <laughs> having to brush a tear out of the corner of my eye. It's great. I'm it's so great happy stuff. listening to this. It's great stuff. <laughs> I mean, th th that was just a genuine delight. They took what was probably, you know, one of, well, not even probably, definitely one of my favourite tracks of that first Slayer album, and they, they they really gave it their own spin. Um, it was not a slavish copy. They weren't even trying to copy it, were they? they? They just did it in their own spirit. I really, really, really fucking loved that. Yeah, and um, so here's some things that are going to happen to that track. It's going on my music player mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, it's going on my list of prime exhibits um, of how a metal band can cover a metal song and yes. do something new and interesting with sure. it. It's also going on a parallel list um, of um, tracks which are not merely not harmed by bad production um, and um, I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be charitable. Um, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Um, an ambition over ability style of musicianship. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, I'm not trying to be kind. I genuinely think that's what I'm hearing. Yep. Um, it's songs like that by bands like that that got me into underground music in the first place. And it's stuff like that that got me going to see bands um and um not merely made me want to be in a band of my own but made me feel like i could be in a band of my own yeah i loved it for not alone let's move on and ignore that terrible <laughs> and ignore that terrible pun here we go track 10 show no mercy by the furore what an interesting band name that is, isn't it? Because we have that play on words. The Furore. So the Furore. Or the Fuhrer. You decide, Duck.
looking at excellent production values here, aren't we? You know, this is obviously a band that have, have some kind of backing from their from their label somewhere down the line. I've never heard of these guys. Doc, have you? No, not at all. Um, it's struggling to make much of an impression on me at the moment. Hmm. Um, maybe I should give it a bit more of a chance. What do you oh, think? Oh, let's press on. metal band clearly um quite modern i would guess um listening to the production i'm i'm, I'm smelling 2010 what about you doc i have no idea i wouldn't even like to say whether that was recorded between 1988 and i don't even know when demos stopped sounding like that mm. um i literally have no idea um, can you fill me in on, uh, are we any close to finding out what it might have been recorded? Now, these guys, the Furor, are an Australian band, um, an Australian blackened death metal band, lyrical themes, always our favourite subjects, Armageddon and War, um, which is which is good fun. <laughs> now, their first album came out in... But not, but not... Evil or insanity or the occult. Oh Christ, no, Christ. These guys, these guys aren't these guys aren't sellouts. Jesus Christ, Doc. You know what I mean? These okay. these, these guys are for real. Um, and first album called Invert Absolute was in two thousand and four, and and they're still going by the looks of it. The last the last full album was in twenty seventeen, Cavalries of the Occult. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? They reference the occult doc, but it's not a lyrical yeah. theme. You bloody cowboys! It's not an influence. <laughs> Jesus <Poses>. Christ! <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think these guys are cavalt. I don't know about you. Um, I suspect this track is, you know, 2010, 2012, somewhere around that. That's when that. That's when they're cranking this out. And. Um, if that's true, then it's into an epoch of modern culture or modern popular culture of which I have next to no knowledge. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's where I start falling off the uh, off the piste. I must be honest. I think I think I can get to about twenty fifteen before I become totally useless. Um, I can't even get nearly that far. Mm. I'd, I'd I'd say two thousand and seven mm. um, mm. is, is is sort of where I run out of steam. Um, so I'm I'm struggling to come up with much. I, I, it's it's a competent cover um, of a Slayer track that we liked really quite a lot. Um, sure. And I'm sorry to sort of have to bring the exercise to such a, a, a sloppy, damp, wet conclusion. But yeah, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I'm sorry. 
I am not surprised at all whenever I spend time in your presence to walk away covered in slop and dampness, Doc. You know, that is your liquescent nature. So don't feel bad about that. Um, I think it is perfectly understandable that you find this a bit uninspiring because in truth, it is a little bit uninspiring. You know, you know they've taken like a bang average Slayer song and done a bang average cover version of it. Kudos to them, though. It's, t it's totally in their style. It doesn't really sound like the original. You know, they're, they're, you know they've, they've blackened metalled it up. To, to the hilt um and yeah i think it's perfectly fine should, should we just do another 30 seconds and and and, and that'll probably yeah, be let's go on let's see what happens next let's see what happens <laughs> to it after you know the better it's getting it is it's just like a full-on you know kind of black you know really well produced black metal assault i don't mind i don't object at all well, um i love the fact that um providence puts me in my place mm. um very very often i just finished speaking about how i thought it was a competent cover of a competent track you know it, they're, they're playing quite well uh and it was a track that we quite liked and the very second after I said that, it went sort of full on Dark Throne Emperor mm. with mm. proper blast beats um, and proper hair dry guitars and, sure. and, and proper gurgly gurgly vocals and suddenly became much better. Yeah, yeah. It's good fun, isn't it? Um, not quite what I expect, what, what I would expect from an Australian band, but you know, never mind. Let, let, let's finish it off. there we go we are 10 tracks into our slayer show no mercy cover extravaganza i've really enjoyed it doc that was I, I, th I thought that was a good fun little experiment and i think we'll probably repeat it after each album i think so too um things i would have liked to have seen um and if any listeners have any recommendations as to where i might go to for this I would have liked to have seen some of the songs interpreted in radically different metal styles. Mm -hmm. um, that last one ended up being the closest we got to a proper primitive black metal sure. um, interpretation of any of them. I would have loved to have, 
heard someone do an atmospheric death doom interpretation uh, of a slack of, of a track from Slayer's first album. Um, I would have loved to. Have I would heard... also like to. Oh, sorry, Doc. I would. I would also like to hear Slayer tracks in totally different styles of music. You know, to me, part part of the purpose of doing a cover version is to is to kind of smash the genre divide. A really remarkable one of those coming up in about five albums' time, I do believe. Mm, oh, really? Um, That's a nice teaser. I don't know. Yeah, um, I can't think of many people who are not metal um, <clears throat> who've covered Slayer songs. Mm. Um, in fact, apart from the one that's coming up in about five albums' time, I can't think of any. But yeah, um, I'd love to hear some more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously not your fault, and by no means the fault of any of the bands involved. But I'm a little disappointed that um, Slayer don't seem to have attracted much love um, outside their own niche. No, no, that's true. Um... You know, but maybe that changes as the um, popularity of the albums increases. Who knows? You know, maybe by the time we get to South of Heaven, maybe they've made enough waves in in American culture that you know some hip hop, or I don't know, oh heaven forfend, some pop artists have started to you know cover <laughs> cover their cover their output. Who knows? We'll find out, I suppose, as we progress. Yes, we will. Um, so, um, very interesting. Uh, enjoyed that. Um, enjoyed that a lot. Um, there's two absolute gems from this evening that I've heard for the first time in my life and I shall take away and treasure. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I mean, for me, Vor is just the absolute standout. That was sensational. Um, I, I enjoyed the... Um, what were they called? Biotoxic warfare. I enjoyed that immensely. Yes. Um, but, uh, but but yeah, but for me, Vore is what I will walk away from. And you know, at some point in the next couple of weeks, I will definitely be checking out a little bit of Vore. Um, I really enjoyed it, Doc. Um, anybody that wants to get in touch with us, of course, you can contact us at any point on at Vercast on Twitter or via slytanicvercast at gmail by email unless you've got any final thoughts doc we're going to leave it there yeah um i am looking forward to um getting stuck into the next chunk of original recorded output Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see you next time and next time don't forget kids get down your necks the first track of of slayer's second seminal album hello Waits. and just to make it easy for you the track is called hello Waits. see you later guys see you later doc mm-hmm.